We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast. Ta-da-ta-da. Hello and welcome to the Emerging Into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shadi. Shadi Wala, a.k.a. Sassy Shadi. Yes, on, on, on the show today, I have a very, a very, very interesting lady. Interesting, I tell you. I have to... I have to state the fact that she is interesting. I remember the first time I got to speak to her and we got talking. Boy, she was loaded. She was loaded in the things she does, what she does all over the world, what she does with different men and women, especially women and children, most especially the Nigerian child. Um, Her name. Okay, 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 okay. Let's go back. Let's go back before I give you her name. She's a media personality. She's an inspirational speaker. She's a mentorship consultant. It was just, she's the only person I know as a mentorship consultant. So I'm gonna ask her, what's that all about? You know, I just know mentors, I know consultants. But this lady said she's a mentorship and I do not question her one bit. I don't question her, I take it, but I'm gonna ask her. So ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm too excited. <laughs> welcome, Gift Chidima. Hello, sis. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I feel honored. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for coming on. You've taken time out of your nutty, crazy schedule, and I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, this woman, when I was trying to get her on the show, she said to me, okay, yes, I'm free this week. Um, No, last week I'm free, but Shade, I play hard and I rest hard. So I want to rest this week. So next week, and then next week came that, okay, Shade, um, this time I don't, ah, okay, I can squeeze it. I was like, boy, talk about being busy. This woman, <laughs> gift. <laughs> that the sacrifice we pay to, to, to help sustain other families too. They mm. don't, you, work, you don't work for just yourself. You, mm-hmm. work, you know there are a lot of families on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, people that work with you that, you know, take home uh, their monthly pay. Mm. There are families, you know, counting on them too. So you have to work hard for everyone. So yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's our own contribution to, to humanity too. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure people do appreciate it. I have seen, I have been to your website and I've seen, you know, pictures and uh, of uh, the, the groups and uh, the groups of women that you help and, you know, the, the testimonials from, from people and see how, you know, people have really benefited from you. I mean, I've only known you for, for how long and even I can say, you know, that I'm really privileged that I know you are privileged. I'm privileged that I was actually introduced to you, you know, by also a very powerful, you know, intelligent lady producer that I that I um, interviewed the other day, Ada Ajumali. So moving forward, there was something I saw on your website, which is your book. Okay, and that book was speaking about well, the, the, the subheading, is that what y'all call it? Authors call it subheading. 
some, it said something like the beauty of unemployment. You know, that actually jumped out to me. And I was like, I cannot wait to speak to, to speak to Gift about this. What do you mean about the beauty? Because in, in, the, in, the, in the dispensation that we live in today, is there a, can you see beauty in unemployment? Gift, explain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks for this, for the privilege to speak. Okay, I actually got inspired to write that book very long time ago, um, precisely 10 years ago. Mm. Um, I've got, I sat down one day, okay, actually for my story, my personal story mm. in 2003, I, I got out of school and I was um, thinking on what to do because I've always um, told myself I don't want to work in, uh, in quotes, an office. You know, mm. and any uh, establishment, I want to do my own thing, mm -hmm. even though I had no um, idea on what I wanted to do. You know, mm. I have no idea, but I just knew I have something in me and I want to give out. So um, one day I, I realized that there's a need for JSM. Then the, the JSM business was starting up in Nigeria newly then. Uh, it was just a virgin business then. So, and I didn't have capital to start, okay? Mm. And then one day, as I was walking along, uh, we we'll say Abuja Road, mm. I noticed uh, a warehouse where they sell these things in large quantities, of course. And then I walked in there and I told them I want to be your distributor. And they asked me what collateral do I have? Uh, the collateral I had, I said I, I had nothing. Mm. All I have is I have uh, myself. You can trust me. Of course, no Nigerian would trust anyone that just walk into your shop like that. Mm -hmm. So I also told them um i have a, a store in front of my father's house actually my father is the, my father is a landlord of the house mm. so there's an empty store that he actually uh, um left for my mom but my mom was doing nothing on the store so the store was actually empty mm. so i said okay this store is a collateral i live here this is my father's house i'm mm. not run, i'm not gonna run away with your goods and that was how after back and front um, negotiation, we, he gave me goods worth of, as of 2000 and, 2003, he gave me goods worth almost 500,000 Naira. Wow, that, that's a lot at that time. Exactly. Now, but the, the truth is, you, you might ask what motivated me to make that move, hmm. you know? Now, I realized something between between what you want to do and what you want to achieve is just an information hmm. and then i also i i also aligned myself to to understanding that in in if i must if i must achieve something in my with my life or achieve something in life hmm. i must have to discard fear you know, I thought mm. fear is just an illusion. Actually, there is nothing fearful in, in front of us. It's just an imagination that is just there to keep us down from making that move. Mm. If I sat down in my house and I'm like, okay, I wanted to do this. How, how will I ever achieve it? I wouldn't have made that move to ask, to make the, 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 the inquiry that I did. Okay. So mm. the beauty of unemployment is this. When you have no alternative. Even though for me, 
it was not as if I didn't have an alternative to go look for a job, okay? But within me, I didn't want to look for a job. Mm. I wanted to do my own thing, okay? So, mm. the, for, so I, create, I, 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 I saw the beauty of unemployment from when you have no uh, 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 opportunity to work in, a, in this organization, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. It will give you the room to look inward of you. What can you yeah. do? Yeah. for yourself you know a a, a, a a preacher said something that actually uh, caught me he said if you're an employee no matter how much you pray for the success of an organization or the organization you work for you cannot become more successful than you already have mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your success is limited to your che- your, your paycheck yeah. but when you now you can you can now start your own thing no matter how small it is okay mm-hmm. as you are praying god can expand your your business so um the beauty of unemployment in a in in a, in a nutshell is um learning learning to look inward and seeing that thing you can do you know developed mm-hmm. and achieved Okay, that that to me, in a nutshell, just shows that you are an entrepreneur. You are an entrepreneur by you know by design, actually, because it's like we understand that whatever our giftings are inherent in us, and one of your great gifts was that you were bold, you were fearless, and you knew deep down in you that I can do this. I can do this. And you went and you prayed. So tell me, what happened with the business? That was 2003. What eventually happened and how, how did it go? Yeah, uh, we started the business and uh, from selling phones, we introduced selling recharge cards. Wow. You know, in, in wholesale and retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the truth is running your own business is hard work. Yes. That is the truth. Because I, sometimes I wake up as early as early as... Um, at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. What I mean, five o'clock? Yeah, around uh, four o'clock in the morning because I need to be on the recharge card market. Then there was a, the what they call recharge card market in the morning. Mm-hmm. I need to be there before five because wow. um, the market is just for, for two hours. It starts by 4.30 to um, 6.30 thereabouts. Then when, it, when I come back home, I start my, I open my business by seven, mm-hmm. you know, so, and then we run through till 10 o'clock in the evening. So um, the business was going on well. And in two years, a business that I was loaned with 500,000 naira worth of goods mm. grew. I paid up my debts, of course. I returned and I had a, a cash capital of 2 million naira in less than two years. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Then um, at that point, I knew I needed to move, you know. I've always been passionate about um, fashion, you know, fashion uh, promotion mm-hmm. and other things. Because I, I then I had to move, and then I went into starting my own company in 2005, registered now, and then um, I started as a marketing consulting outfit and a modeling agency. And then mm. that's how I grew. So wow. 2007, I started publishing the New African magazine, mm-hmm. which by the grace of God today, we are mm-hmm. still on it. So yeah. that is my story. The, <laughs> new the, Africa, story the, new, about it. the New Africa magazine is power-packed. Power-packed. 
um, I must really con con you know congratulate you for this because the quality is a, a thousand percent. It's not a hundred percent. It's a thousand percent. I was reading through it on you know on this website, the link that you sent me, yumpu.com, and I was just amazed. More importantly, amazed at what you've done, what you you know the content. And that particular content I'm on about is where you had this, you had a few listings of top hotels in Africa, you know, and I was reading it. I'm like, wow, this, this is, this is, this is, this is just great. It, it, it made one proud that, okay, you know, you mean we actually do have these top-notch five-star multi-million um hotels resort areas in africa not just nigeria in africa you you went out of your way and you you kind of compiled everything and they were perfectly detailed that when you read it you're looking and you're like okay so when's the next holiday when is covid over you know you just want to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just want to go and there was one particular guy you you interviewed dr eno praise hmm. yeah he said covid19 the lockdown inspired him to create initiatives to empower digital transformational leaders in africa i mean these are people that we never you would never hear about here you would never ever you, they won't you you no you will not hear about them especially in the Western countries, in the Western yeah. world. You wouldn't hear about them. And yet they're there. So I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, please go have a good read. Get yourself a you know, good cup of tea, cup of coffee, orange juice, whatever it is, whatever tickles your fancy. Because once you start with the new Africa magazine, you will not want to put it down. It is really power packed. Okay, so going back to our discussion from what you told me i want to i want to believe that even though you had challenges they didn't seem to phase you because like from every you know from what you from what you described earlier you looked at it you you were like okay i can do this and um, my collateral this is my collateral you were not scared you were, you didn't have no fear you were totally fearless well, I'm sure one way or the other, how did you scale through challenges? Because it's one thing doing business and this is not to put Nigeria down, but you know what I'm saying? You need to be smart on point on the money when you are doing business in Nigeria. It is not for squirms. It is not for, it's not, <laughs> it's not for wimps. Okay. Yeah. You cannot be a wimp and run a successful, run a business period in Nigeria talk less a successful Nigeria. You have, to, you have to have been made of iron. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. And here you are, you, you started with 500,000 of, um, of worth of products and scaled it up to millions. So tell me, what was one of the challenges? Because I know people could be listening to this and you know, they'd be like, yeah, right, yeah, okay, yeah, that was 2003, yeah. But from what you also told me, from that, you went on to fashion, you were doing other things and you were growing to the point where you started this magazine. So tell me, what were one of the challenges that you had to scale through that you almost gave up? 
uh, the truth is Nigerians, Nigerians, which I want to generalize this because mm. uh, this is the, the same problem most um, young entrepreneurs are facing today. Mm. Nigerians are, don't is, easily believe in young entrepreneurs. Mm. You know? And I, sometimes I don't blame them for not believing because a lot of them co- come up with ideas when they get uh, shakes, you know, when they, when they encounter challenges, they back down, okay, and they forfeit the business. So um, I can understand from the two sides. But for me, one thing that kept me going was looking at the price, okay? Mm. Now, if you are running a race and you are looking around you to see who is cheering you up, what obstacle you are going to face, what um, challenges uh, or the, what your opponent is doing or your um, yeah your co-runner is doing, trust me, at some point you will get weary, you will stop. But when you are looking at the finish line and that is your main goal, that whatever happens until I get to that finish line, mm-hmm. I am not stopping. That, that alone will prepare you to you walk through any force till you get to that finish line. Mm. Now, for me, I used to tell myself this, or I, I created this theory for myself. Till I finish, I don't stop. <laughs> I am not the type that I give up no matter what. Let me give an instance. When I started my business, trust me, I started with nothing. Before, 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 um, sorry, I, I might have to stop you there. Which one of the businesses are you talking about? Because girl, you got a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. When 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 I started when I started my my okay during my own my telephone business and all that, mm-hmm. my parents had some challenges. Mm. I didn't tell you this part, but I'm going to tell you. I'm the first of nine children wow. from my parents, mm. and out of the nine of them, my immediate younger one then was a medical student in UN um, in University of um, Soka, you know, or UNEC in Enugu State then. The other one was studying computer engineering and go down, 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 down. So we had like, as of that time, that particular time, we had a five of them in the university. I was just the only one that was out of school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- that same period, my, my dad lost his business, lost everything. So guess what? They were feeding on my business. Wow. So wow. now at some point, my business could not carry school fees. You know what Nigerian school fees mm-hmm. for five you know, and then I was, I, all I did was now struggle to make sure I'm not owing debts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, so now if I make some gain, it goes. Sometimes I, in a day, you are spending 40,000 naira, 50,000 naira. Even sometimes you spend as much as a hundred thousand. Yes. You know, yes. You just to make sure upkeep is taken care of, feeding mm-hmm. at home is taken care of school fees and all that and all that. A lot of expenses were going. So what I did was I gave up the business and everything remaining in my store to my mom to run. Mm. I told them, take care of the home with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm back to where zero points. I was young. Okay. So I could act, actually afford to start all over. Mm. So now I'm starting from where nothing. <laughs> I guess, I hope you get my point. Mm-hmm. Now starting from nothing, I, I, someone introduced me to an art school, okay? The art school was supposed to be where you train for, um, you know, choreography, acting, and all Okay, that. like a performing arts. 
Genau, exactly. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I was supposed to be auditioning for a movie. Uh, whatever. That was the reason why I actually got there. You know, I got the uh, postal and like, okay, let's see what's happening there. Only for when we got there, we were right. It was a school, not just an auditioning, but they they coach you and then they will allow they will make you a future in a, in a film or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was not cut out for for films. I was just trying to. I was just you know trying to. Uh, um experiments and every other thing as a young girl at that time and then when i looked into the school i realized they didn't have a modeling uh department mm. okay mm. so my friend that introduced that actually um introduced me to the school registered that day and then um because she wanted she wanted to be an actress so she registered and I sat down. I had my money to register too because then it was like, um, I think 5,000 or 2,000. I can't remember. It's been mm-hmm. a while mm-hmm. now. And when I got there, looking around, I asked them if there's any modeling class there. They said, not yet. They're still looking for um, a teacher or a coach. Wow. And I think, I'm a coach. Really? Yes, I said I was. And they, they tried to interview me, you know, check me what, if, if I can actually do it. And guess what? I went there to be uh, auditioned and I left there becoming an instructor. Okay. <laughs> so, wow. and that was where I started. Okay. I started coaching and I coached for three months, even though I wasn't paid. In between my coaching, um, of course, I, I started developing myself because I then modeled when I was in, in the school, in the campus, then long time ago, just briefly, you know. So, and then um, when I, in between, for three months in between uh, my coaching sections there, I got another offer to um, work with a guy that is um, into publishing. He has a magazine. Mm-hmm. And then I started, I loved to do the job because they wanted me to be a marketing, uh, um, a marketing executive for, for the magazine. So in between, I worked, I, there's a shuttle between my coaching school and the magazine. And I worked in these two places. I do one in the morning, one in the afternoon. <laughs> you don't stop. All, <laughs> we are all together for seven months. Let me tell you one, one um, amazing part of it. Mm. For these seven months, I worked in these two places. I wasn't paid a dime. Wow. I started my transport to go there in the morning. And I come. Sometimes I don't even have something to eat. I, I you know, upper. Mm-hmm. in nigeria then i could buy up five i think five naira or 15 naira, i can't remember then and pure water and guess what that will hold me for the whole day when i get home i would just pray you know like i could get something to eat at home and that was how i sustained for a for seven months now, so seven months, mm-hmm. sorry about yeah. that so basically you did not even see the fact that you were not going to be paid as a challenge. You did not see the fact that you didn't have money for food or transport as a challenge. You, you, from what I've heard you say, you were just looking at the end. At the, yes, the yeah. end. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to see anything. I, I love to see anything I put my hand into doing succeed. Mm-hmm. Yes. It doesn't matter how, the pain it takes to succeed because nobody applauds you when you try. Nobody applauds you. Nobody yeah. tells you, oh, you tried, well done. Oh, but you didn't finish it. Nobody. Everybody wants to see the success results. Mm-hmm. If there are no success results in, no, in the, the, the hardest try you can make, there is no, there is no applaud. 
So I I knew I knew I had to work hard. But one day I just realized, um, okay, what really actually uh, got me off the soup job to this. I told my boss then I wanted to organize a fashion show with his uh, magazine. Mm-hmm. I'm a fashion model. You know, he went back and forth and told me, Give, this is not my vision. I don't want to do this, you know. I said, okay, but this is my vision. He said, okay, <laughs> now go ahead and do it. And that was how I pulled and registered my own company to organize the, the fashion show. Somehow, 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 I, you know, inexperienced mm. in a lot of things, that fashion show didn't work, but it gave me a platform to start something real. And a year later, I own, I started my own uh, um, um, modeling company or modeling agency in mm-hmm. Abuja, one of the biggest then called Wear Africa Nigerian uh, wow. okay. And then uh, a lot after a while, I started my magazine and I tell people. I work in a, if a modeling uh, agency or uh, an art school as a modeling coach for free. Mm-hmm. I work in a magazine outfit for free. And today I own the two. <laughs> wow, you own the two. You own the two. I and you so do, because as the new Africa, you know, especially that magazine, I was just blown away by that magazine. I was really blown away. I was really proud to be African, to be Nigerian. I was really proud of how it's all put together, you know, and you, you, you read it and you walk away with, with your head up, mm-hmm. head up high. And it's a privilege that, um, like I said it earlier, it's a privilege to even to, to, to be interviewed, to interview you and to, to even know you. So, you know, moving forward, as you do know, Emerging into Greatness is about, you know, speaking to business leaders, CEOs and directors, and mostly about their challenges and how they scale through it. And I see that on your website, you do have a lot to do with, you, you have a passion for young people, as you have stated, you know, before, um, for young people, but you also said that you feel that the young people give up too easily. I don't know if that was then or if it was now. Now, I believe it's a lot harder. It's more difficult anywhere in the world, but probably more difficult in Nigeria. Nigeria is a hard nut to crack when you're going into business. So like you rightly said, you do understand if they give up, but what would you say to a young person that you mentor? Okay, um, Today. I happen, okay, sorry. I happen to be uh, the founder of 316 Youth Network. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a network of young people all over Africa, mm-hmm. not just Nigeria anyway. Um, that uh, we try to uh, groom them to discover themselves because a lot of people in in life um, turn around aimlessly because they don't even know what they, they are born for mm-hmm. or why they were created. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I try uh, we, to give them lessons, to, you know, mentor them, you know, groom, teach them what, what I know that helps me through my own time life. So, but over these years, I've discovered something. A lot of people want easy way out. Mostly mm. Nigerians, we want shortcuts. You think so? A lot, 
yeah a lot of people just wait sit in their in their small room lie on their bed and imagine how their life would turn out <laughs> but in, forgetting in the real sense of life there is nothing like that we have to get up you have to get reality of life is not what plays in your head mm. I, you know that is the truth we have to make these young people understand that every successful man went through a very difficult times to succeed mm. You know, a, a, a rich man, a, one, of, one of the richest men in Africa said something. He said, we have enough time to, to sleep when we are dead. So <laughs> why do, do we sleep now when we are alive? I don't, I don't have any problem with, like I, I told you last week when we first talked, I said, I work so hard and I rest so hard because mm. that is the way I can um, regain my energy and get ready for the next um, line mm. of action. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people want to keep resting, 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 and, and make entitlement to every other person around them. You, as if people owe them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then w- one other thing I've realized among uh, we Africans or, Niger- or Ni- Nigeria precisely is that we 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 just give up easily. We try. After two, three, no, we back down. If I tell you how many no's I've received in life, if I've backed down with all those no's, I wouldn't have been where I am right now. But every no is a lesson to readjust. Mm. Every no is 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 um like a fuel mm-hmm. to re- arrange myself, mm-hmm. rebrand myself, mm-hmm. and come out stronger. So when you tell some of these our young people know they will feel that no is being personalized my dear nobody nobody hates you nobody loves you everybody is neutral mm. when they when it comes to business i cannot give you my dime if my dime is not going to be unless it's charity that's mm. a different ball game mm-hmm. when it's business unless my the money i'm giving you is going to be um justified or you're going to justify the reason why i'm paying that money nobody wants to to part with a, a dollar yes so yeah. this is something our young people don't understand they, they in fact they give they appraise themselves themselves i tried very well though i tried for this plan on i'm not appreciating my try who told you you tried you only told yourself you tried <laughs> what if i tell you what if i tell you your, your, your goodness was not good enough and you said something right there you know that we actually do hear a lot from nigerian youths you know i appreciate seeing my try you know you hear that a lot that is so <laughs> that is so true you know and i would just look at it as you know being young and having no understanding of life basically having no understanding of you know what's in front of them you know, and maybe they are from a home where, ah, well done, no, you did really well, well done. And nobody, when you get into the real world, nobody is saying well done. They're like, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Come on, tabeg. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody is saying, nobody is bigging them up out, outside in the real world. But here you are telling them the truth, which is how well, they that, can. That, that is how, that is how you can, you you can because a lot of like you rightly said a lot of uh, people pet tell people the tell full lies mm. you know and they have they've built a mindset based on those lies mm. and then when they hit the reality of life they, they hit the rock and like they, they have nowhere to really fall back to 
okay? So now, back in Nigeria, you know, when I was putting my book, this, my last book, which is, um, or no, uh, the other book, um, The Beauty of Unemployment, Growing mm -hmm. Up in Africa, mm -hmm. you know, I mentioned something. Millions of Nigerian youth come uh, graduate every year and there are no provisions for, um, for work. job employment. Yeah. No job. Mm -hmm. Now, we are not different. We are not different from the Chinese that manufactures things because Nigeria is a, an average Nigerian is creative. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very. Now, yeah. the, one of the problems we are having is we sit down and we, we, like I said, people just create things. Imagine when you sit down in your house, you tell yourself after four years of the university or five years because of a strike, because there will always be strike every year, um, <laughs> you, you graduate, you go serve. After service, you, you, uh, you, you um, send your CV to maybe 10, ten um, um, establishments. Mm -hmm. And out of those 10, definitely three will call you. That is your imagination. You, you are not yet in the real world. <laughs> then at the end of the day you choose and then you get a job and when you get a job two years into your job you buy a, a car rent a good house and get married that is a typical nigerian mindset okay. yes especially the marriage side of things which is pretty annoying exactly yeah of course there are pressures here and there to to, yeah. to um to seal this hope this hope life process mm -hmm. everybody has but the reality, there's, there's the difference between imagination and reality. And that is the, the reason why I, I actually started 316. You know, mm. getting these young people to understand the reality is more pressing than the illusion. Mm. Mm. So because with the... Three, the re, sorry, go on, go on. Okay, because in the reality, things like that hardly happen. It's only like 10%. Of the tip of the um of the Nigerian youth that experience job immediately after graduation, probably yeah. your parents are connected or you exactly. have one it has to be through connection. Yeah, you know. So, but when, when you don't have all that, what comes back to that's why after three four years they they are not frustrated. Crime rate in, will increase. People will forget what they've learned and in school and everything. So I tell people. There are, you, there's, a, there's a lot you can actually do. The difference between the man that sells pure water and the man that sells bottled water is knowledge. Mm. Because the man that sells pure water knows that if I just put it in the fridge, it's cold, I just, and I sell it out. But the man that sells the other one knows that for my customer to come back, I need to brand it. I need to polish it. I need to create a relationship with my customers. Mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. now these are the things on a normal forward of school not all of us going through business administration to learn these things but when we come to real life we need to survive we need yeah. to pay bills so we need to do business yeah. so in the long run we need to start teaching our young people on how to sustain themselves and how to create opportunities you know not waiting for an opportunity to come but create one yourself and then do something with yourself and succeed in it so um, that, that is one of my biggest, um, um, uh, dream and vision mm -hmm. with, and, and that was why I started my youth uh, network. Right. Okay. That's brilliant. That is really brilliant. And it's unfortunate about in Nigeria where you have to know people to get ahead. However, however, 
I still believe that if you know you're really good, you walk into a place and you deliver. Like you stated, you know, when we started talking, when we started the interview, you know, you have to be fearless. You have to be confident. I remember a few years ago that happened. I, I did exactly that. Didn't know anybody at MTA, didn't know no one. Had never been in front of the camera at that time, never done a live show, but I knew I could do it. So I walked into the studio, spoke to the lady in charge, and I said, listen, I'm a makeup artist, I'm a beauty therapist, I can do the beauty section. Have people call, because it was a live show, have people call me, let them complain about their skin, I'll give them the solution, and boom, that's it. And they said, okay, we'll give you a try. Gave them, they gave me a try, and that was it. And when we finished, nobody believed that was my ever, ever first time in front of a camera. So, you know, in Nigeria, you, you, you have to go an extra, extra, extra mile, but you need a container of confidence. Mm -hmm. And I think if I really have to give it to Nigerians, Nigerians love people that push through, you know, that, you know, that, that encourage themselves, that, that, you know, that, that plod on to do things instead of just sitting idle. You know, a typical Nigerian, when they, when they see a youth doing things, they're like, wow, man, mm -mm, nah, this, they will want to help. I remember on social media, I think it was Instagram, there's this guy who created uh, a replica of a Ferrari car. You know, I, I think it was a Ferrari, one of those sports cars, Lamborghini or Ferrari or something. And I was just amazed. Didn't go to school. Didn't go nowhere. He just had the gift that was inherent in him, and he had the, the the passion, and he had the idea of how to put. It was it was something that if he put it, if he took it to Hamleys, Hamleys, you know Hamleys, Hamleys is a, is a toy store here in the UK. If one of the top top top, if he took it to Hamleys, they would sit him down and be like, okay, make one for us. Mm -hmm. It was that good. And so yes, Nigerians do have that intelligence they have that creativity it's just that it is difficult it is let's be honest it is 10 times difficult especially if you don't have um people if you don't have money and your living condition does a number on your mental health yeah if you know what i mean but here you are helping these youth come out of it encouraging them and you are you know, you're a great example because nothing that you do is mediocre, nothing. I've seen your work, you know, I've spoken to people who know you. Yes, I've done, done a bit of sneaky. <laughs> and everyone that I've spoken to, the people I've spoken to have spoken highly of you and your tenacity, you know. So gift, you really are a gift. Is that your name? Was that what your parents gave you? Or is that something you, you rebranded yourself as? Oh, okay. My full name, my birth name is Onyinye Chukodema. It's an evil name. Mm -hmm. And in the English translation, uh, it means um, the gift of God is good. Hallelujah. So I then divided my name into two to give it a flip, which is gifts and chidema. You really, you truly are amazing. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. I mean, <laughs> I just it, thought. It, it became two names, but originally it was a, just a single name. 
you truly are an amazing woman and it is a privilege to know you now you know to speak to you honestly and and i would really say thank you thank you thank you for what you're doing for the nigerian youth we need it and they need it they need a mentor not a mentor who is in some multi-million dollar home and doesn't want them in there but somebody who is actually getting down dirty with you know digging in in the dirt and putting their hands to you know to 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 help them and it's obvious that it's working it's obvious yeah. that it's working you ask a question why the um... yeah me yeah mentorship yeah mentorship consultant so explain that <laughs> i was going to come to that okay i have a lot of um i've met a lot of um um mentors doing good in their own way you know mm -hmm. everyone has his own um specialty your your comfort zone what you, you can impact um to other you know impact on the young other other young generations and all that mm -hmm. but i've also realized that most of our mentors as some of them are half baked mm. okay there's a difference between uh, a mentor and um and probably a leader or a boss and every, everyone right now wants to be tagged mentors mm. so what we did was or what i did was so um can pick some good mentors and start helping them um helping them or grooming them into a line of mentorship that will work for a nigerian youth basically mm. okay and we've been quite successful at it because there are some of them that probably their, their challenges are mm -hmm. based on um, their experiences. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. so when, when you don't have um, so much, of course, everyone has their one or two challenges. Yeah. When you, you encounter with some, some kind of challenge, you, you, will, you, will think you, you might be tempted to um, direct your, your mentorship program or message towards that challenge. And then I don't think I'm going to break it down like this. If you see things, uh, things that are supposed to be circled, triangular, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you are teaching these young people, you always tell them from the perspective you are seeing things, okay? And then if we are not careful, we're going to pass down a wrong information. Or wrong mm -hmm. information. So, so we try as much as possible to interact with some of these mentors to help them create a balance. Okay, so that when when they are putting up their programs and all that, now they're seeing things from a lighter perspective. Mm -hmm. Because all of us have their own unique challenges. My challenges might may be totally different from yours. Yeah. Okay. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, there is one point. My mom will always say something: "The good is good anywhere in the world you go. Bad is bad anywhere in the world you go." Mm -hmm. Despite the fact people want to justify good to be bad or bad to be good. But it doesn't stop the fact that good is good, bad is bad. So now that means there's a foundation for everything one does. Okay. So that foundation, we just try to make people get back to that. And that um, uh, will take me to um, a project we are uh, working on right now. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I am um, initiating a mentorship institute, the first in Africa. Wow. Okay. It's going to be a mentor is an institute where mentors are also going to be groomed and certified as as um chartered mentors okay okay so that when you are done training because a lot of mentors 
don't even have a formal training okay mm-hmm. you know, so yeah i know you have experience you're intelligent you are smart you can relate you can mm-hmm. um you can communicate and mm-hmm. carry young people along mm-hmm. but sometimes it's still not enough there are basic things they need to know that can help them relate better mm-hmm. okay impact more life so we want to bring we are bringing that 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 to the doorstep of our nigerians because we're getting starting from nigeria by the grace of god by the end of the year so mm. we're um bringing that to us and we're going to give um uh giving them the opportunity to learn from the best from all over the world okay so that um when you are done with us you'll be fully grounded and ready to mentor mm. as many people as possible oh brilliant 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 well you you're well connected anyway and um just looking at your magazine with the you know the caliber of people that you have interviewed that have they have interviewed over the years you know definitely i i would say the i i believe i just know in my spirit that it would be a, a really good place the quality would be on top so i'm looking forward to that and looking so yeah so that's what you meant by a mentorship consultant yeah <laughs> gift i have to give it to you man i have to give it to you i have to give it to you you are you're a no-nonsense woman you're a no-nonsense woman and kudos to what you're doing and what you still want to do because i know this is not the end this is like almost the beginning you know and of your exploits and your input into the lives of young people and even probably older ones too not just the young people you know you 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 started with you said something you said a lot of you say a lot of mentors are half baked and i would take that as you know to me a half baked mentor would be somebody really young who doesn't really understand life who tell me how to live it mm-hmm. you know compared to somebody who has been through it who understands you know why they went through it and what got them you know in a mess so that you don't get into that mess from your mental health from the way you think from from your thought life to to even how you approach situations you know to me that would be a person who is fully baked <laughs> you know so yeah you know age age plays another role in uh, mentorship because when you've gone through life and you've come through um the other side of life probably after being battered but of course you came out um with all your your legs complete <laughs> <laughs> you know you you can now tell a younger one that way you are going there's mm-hmm. no way in it you know mm-hmm. like another says what a, an old man sees sitting down a young man may not see even when climbing on the ladder mm. okay so um experiences um are part of the the, the coaching process that forms any man or woman yeah. okay and then um it's it's usually a very big privilege and honor to have mentors share their experiences because um it is only foolishness to make a mistake that are quite avoidable okay um and then um then both like i said there are other people that will want to put fear they 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 think they are trying to be uh, good to you and give you a good instruction but at the end of the day they might just 
infuse in fear in you and prevent you from making some um some or taking some opportunities that would have actually um yeah, become profitable for you in the long run mm. probably because when they tried it out they failed and because mm. they didn't try again and again and again to succeed mm-hmm. you understand they gave up so easily they might just use that um scenario to play on you mm. and discourage you on time so um it's one of the things we want to tell uh, we, we we try to um educate other mentors okay that you fail does not mean other people might fail on the same um, path provided what they are aspiring to become or the death, the path they are taking is the right path. Yeah. Okay. For everything you believe in, if you believe really in it and walk towards it one step at a time, okay, one step at a time, trust me, you will get there. Yeah. There was one day I was um, in a public market in Nigeria, one of the very busy markets in Nigeria. And um, for a very long time, I've not been to that kind of crowd. You know, when you stay in Europe, you understand what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Because I've been here in Germany for like um, going to six years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but when, when, you, when, when you go to this that kind of crowded place, you know, you are so scared to even look up ahead of you. All right. And then when I, what I did was, I said marking the step I make one step at a time, one step at a time, because I was, only, I was not sure of any other thing apart from the step I'm taking, mm-hmm. okay? And then when, before I knew, before I finished counting my step, I, just, I realized I was already where I wanted to go to or get to. And that inspired me into something. He said, when you start seeing the whole path so difficult and confusing, stop looking around, look at your steps watch your steps Mm. focus on your step because at every one step and the other step you are closer to your destination Mm. so if if you keep looking around you might get distracted yeah you you might get scared because a lot of things around us to scare us from intimidated by somebody else's success or lack of success Mm. yeah exactly so um so i think uh let, let me point out something. Nigerians are hardworking people everywhere in the world. We are intelligent. Yeah, we are brave. The, the only thing I understand that probably some of us have different orientation. Probably um, it was developed growing up mm-hmm. or circumstances that have happened around us and it has caged some of us. So but what we try to do is to help us break, break free from those cage. Okay, mm-hmm. and then d- extend our limits, draw ourselves, get off from those things that keeps us from making that move. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when anyone does that, you'll be amazed at what the, the outcome will become. Amazing. Amazing. We definitely do need someone like you in Nigeria to help our youth and encourage our youth and encourage each and every one of us, especially now that we're living in such tough, tough, tough times. But no matter how tough it is, it seems as if with Nigerians, you know, we just, it's just hard. We we might break down for a minute, but boy, you watch out when we rise up, Mm -hmm. you know, watch out when we rise up. And that's what I've noticed with Nigerians that despite what is happening in the nation, people are doing great things. Young people are doing great things. We see it a lot on social medias. We see it a lot, you know, when when bloggers post what Nigerians are doing and I'm so inspired 
I'm really inspired and, and I'm happy, you know, because a lot of times you only hear the bad news. You only hear the bad news and there's bad news. There's bad things in, in, in every country. And there's there are bad people in every country, in every place that you go, not just, you know, Africa, you know, so um, well done. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So gift, if thank anybody you. wants to get in touch with you, because we are coming to the end of the Emerging into Greatness podcast. And I like to give people, you know, uh, uh, an opportunity to contact you if they want to. So how can we? Okay. Um, I'm on all social media as GIF, Chidima, Namoko, or Rairo. If you type that, you always get me. Okay, I will put it in the um, <laughs> I'll put it in, in the description because I don't think a lot of people would have gotten that unless you're from you're from your country and a lot of people who are going to be yeah. listening to this are not all from <laughs> Nigeria. So, but yeah, it has really been a privilege. I do really appreciate your time. Thank you for taking the time out to to speak to me. And um, you were actually quite fun. I love that. I love it when people come on the show and they're just them, they're just themselves, you know, there's no airs about anything. I love, I love it when we're just conversational, just like we're having coffee somewhere (laughs) and and we're discussing stuff. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I do appreciate, once again, appreciate your time. Ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Been speaking to GIFT. A, men, a, a mentorship consultant, a public speaker, an entrepreneur, a media personality. Man, she's got a lot and she started from scratch. This is somebody who has said that she didn't even want to work for no one. And she put her, 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 her foot on the pedal and started things up and has been building it till now. And um, yeah, I, I am very encouraged by this by this interview i hope you have been too so we like i said we have come to the end and we will talk again we will meet again with another fantastic ceo a director or a business leader as usual it's shari kokwara aka sassy shari signing off thank you very much <laughs>